You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hello, everybody. I got my cold open. Oh, look, it's a puppy. Look, it's a puppy. Her name doesn't work with a rhyme, but we're going to do as best as we can. Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And welcome to the Comics Hall. And And Coco. And Coco. (laughs) If you're watching us live, you get to see a special treat. Paul's puppy is in the the camera. Um, Oh, no. Now, this is a slightly different format to the Comics Hall that you guys have uh, always known and loved. This is, of course, the same great information. But now we are in a once a month package, kind of like your monthly previews magazine, uh, giving you guys the heads up on everything you have to look forward to in the month of comics and beyond. Uh, Now, of course, we've got our lovely moderator, Rob, uh, here today. He's going to be helping produce the show and also uh, bringing bringing our attention to your questions. Oh, my goodness. Lots of hellos going on in the chats. Hello, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, Rob's in there saying hi. Bethany, Tina, AJ, 14, Pierre. Hey. What's up, everyone? Good to see you. All right. Well, it is Wednesday, August 4th, and it is new comic book day. It's also the top of the month. So top of the month to you. Um, I think without further ado, let's just get started. We've got we've got so much going on again. Uh, we're, we're still live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, but mm-hmm. it is the first Wednesday of every month. Kind of like it's kind of like free comic book day, but not um, not even remotely close. Not first Wednesday. Close. First Wednesday of every month, uh, and I believe we will still be available in a podcast format on the Thursday, the first Thursday of every month. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into some comic book news. I said we had our moderator, Rob. I was going to bring him on. Rob, you ready? Okay. I thought he was going to bring himself on. Hello, everybody. All right. That's enough of that. It's the man, the myth, the legend. You guys might have seen him. Uh, I mean, I guess not because he was mostly behind the scenes producing during Sideshow Con. Uh, That was a crazy, crazy fun time. Uh, But now we are back to our official uh, once a month show. But there will be, of course, other special event episodes throughout uh, the Sideshow Mm -hmm. uh, event calendar. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But first up, good news, everybody. Sweet Tooth has been renewed for season two with Netflix. So we're going to get more of that adorable apocalyptic animal story. Oh, yes. I do love, I don't know if everyone watched it, but how they uh, told the cast and how they sort of announced how the um, season two was coming is they sent them a big piece of chocolate that says <laughs> Sweet Tooth season two and they were all taking bites out of it. it nice. I did not have a chance to see that, but. Uh... <laughs> no one sends me chocolate anymore. Yeah. If Netflix wants to send us chocolate to let us know that the announcements are happening, I wouldn't uh, complain about that. Uh, but up next, we have. An anniversary that's very near and dear to my heart. The Howard the Duck movie turned 35 years old this year. Uh, and there's an amazing, amazing article with The Hollywood Reporter that features uh, actress Leah Thompson, uh, uh, writer Chip Zdarsky, of course, because you know the character is very near and dear to him. Um, she and Z- uh, Thompson and Zdarsky were able to collaborate in the comics as well with Joe Quinones. Uh, just a really, really fun time. So if you guys are looking for a little bit of Howard the Duck nostalgia, uh, check out The Hollywood Reporter. Um, that Rob might be able to drop the link to that. Yeah. Oh it, man, that article. Rob, if you don't good. have the link, just let me know, and I will drop that in the chats. Um, but yeah, super, super fun. A nice uh, walk down memory lane for a very, very strange movie yes. that I love. <laughs> you want to kind of? I sure. Stretch yeah. it on this next one. 
I am very, that's not, this is misleading. That's like my Dr. Strange pose. This is, uh, has nothing to do with Dr. Strange, unfortunately, but fortunately it does have to do with uh, one of my favorite writers of all time. Scott Snyder signed a huge deal with Comixology uh, Digital First, essentially, and he's doing eight original stories that will go to the Comixology Digital First market and then will eventually... I don't know if we have the time frame yet as to like, you know, from the first release date as to when it, it, it'll be released physically, but it will be all of these stories that are comicsology first will at some point be published by Dark Horse in print. Mm-hmm. Um, Very similar so, to the Chip Zdarsky and Jason Liu joint uh, Afterlift. They're doing a great yes. kind of program where you can get it first digitally, but it will eventually come to print collection. Yeah, and so this is, of course, Scott Snyder's Best Jacket Press uh, imprint line publishing that he uh of course launched with the incredible noctera we were fortunate enough to have him on the show we talked about it a little bit it was incredible we're so excited like this is like the logical it feels like next step uh scott's it always feels like he does things a little odd and a little mm-hmm. just sort of not by the book uh, and this is literally not by the book at all because it's a digital first so um we've got some We've got all the title names here, and I think, Amy, you have a little tiny synopsis of what like to expect from them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so first of all, very interestingly, in a in a time where, um, you know, it's very important, a lot of these things may be adapted someday. That's not the reason why you should pick up a comic, but there is very much a likelihood of things getting turned into TV. Uh, Snyder has made sure that Amazon... Uh, which is the Comixology company, uh, will retain right. no rights to the project. So if any are option for TV, film, and merch, Snyder and his art partners are in control of the projects, which I think is a really great uh, mm-hmm. thing for representation and making sure they get credit. There are eight different books here. Uh, I think the one that I'm most excited about is Barnstormers. Uh, that is with artist yes. Tula Lote, who's amazing. We've worked with her for the Sideshow Art Prince program. Uh, and it is an adventure romance set after World War One, and the, co- yes. the cover is a beautiful uh, flying ace pilot. Um, up next is actually a little bit different. It's called The Book of Evil. It's a prose mm-hmm. story with illustrations by Jock, and it's about a group of children growing up in the future where 90% of the population are born psychopaths. So that's going to be about navigating childhood and possibly I think it's like kind of when they be, when they come of age in adolescence they they become psychopaths. Um, yeah, that's oof, that's going to yeah. be I'm excited about that one and then up next we have uh Canary with um I believe it is Dan, Dan Panosian. Yes. Dan Panosian uh it's a horror western about a coal mine collapse essentially. We don't have a lot of details on like what these are. I mean we've got a cover I think for issue There's, 1. There's um, covers for each of these available yeah. um, on, I think you can find them through his Twitter with his big Scott Tober announcement, but mm-hmm. uh, the synopsises are very, uh, very brief. Uh, next up, we have Clear with Francis Manipal. It's a sci-fi mystery set in a dystopian future where neurological internet connection, so your your own brain being able to connect to the internet, literally changes your perception of reality. Yeah. Um, we do have a question from Adriana Gonzalez saying, are they going to be full volumes or single issues? Uh, right now, it seems like they'll be single issues. So um, I don't know if we're getting like a full graphic novel of this thing yet or if it's single issues. My, I'm putting my, uh, my money on the table for probably single issues. I think that they're actually limited series. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I believe that these are, are limited series in nature, maybe like four or five issues. Right, but I, I think what, unless I'm mistaken, Adriana can confirm later, but we got to move on. But um, I think she's asking me, like, if we're going to get, like, 
for instance, Barnstormers, like all at once. Oh, they're going to be released single. as it'll, it'll be released uh, single issue by issue. Yeah, they'll be released sequentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like sequentially, monthly. Yeah. Um, up next, one of the ones that I'm actually, I think, also the concept. Like, I'm, I'm really excited for the Tula Lote because I love her artwork. But this one in the concept is so fun. This one's called Duck and Cover oh, with art yeah. by Raphael Albuquerque. It's a manga-inspired teenage adventure set in 1955 after nuclear bombs. And the only survivors are the kids who ducked and covered under their desk. Remember those all old, like, wartime, uh, like, that's how you stay safe from an mm -hmm. atom bomb? The only kids who survived are the ones who ducked and covered. I am like a lot of these, like on paper, I was like, I sound, they sound so incredible. Um, especially the next one, which is, uh, it's Dudley, I think it's Dudley Datsun, Dudley Datsun mm -hmm. and the forever machine with, um, I believe it's, wow. Oh, Jamal, Jamal Eigel. Um, it's an adventure about a boy, his dog and a machine that controls time and space. So, Hey, you know, that book's going to look incredible. Like, yeah, I'm so stoked to that. And then I think because I I do I I am sort of a World War history like like buff. I do like World War history, and I am also a huge fan of um the team on this. I am very excited for Night of the Ghoul. Oh, that one's gonna be awesome. One. I believe it takes place um within World War One, and it's shot or it's gonna be drawn um, by Francesco Francovia, and it is in the style of like a film like an old noir film yeah there's cuts between the present day and then like a lost horror film from the past yeah that one will be oh frank avia's artwork is amazing i believe uh he did work with uh afterlife with archie and stuff so that really bright oranges and reds and kind of like pop uh mm -hmm. colors that's going to be beautiful and then finally there's we have demons which is of course with his consistent collaborator greg capullo and that one is about monsters mayhem and <laughs> secret societies so that will be a lot of fun yeah, that's um, essentially the entire team from Batman, like the entire yeah. team that he's worked on with Batman. Um, it's it's basically that that entire team coming back for a limited series. So, of course, I'll be picking up all these books. <laughs> it's going to be now. a busy, busy Scott Tober. Yes, it will be. So, um, yeah, so that's, I think, almost all of our news. Amy, you want to lead us into what our last bit of our news is? Yeah, a, a an award show that is very near and dear to our hearts. Of course, this year there were the Eisners. This year we weren't able to do our own Eisners show, uh, but of course, twenty twenty we did. Uh, we did have some mm -hmm. good good calls on the the bingo card there. Um, but the Eisners did happen kind of during Sideshow Con. Uh, right. So we do have a couple of notable recaps. Uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber won two awards for best limited series and best humor publication. Uh, while Kelly Thompson and Elena Casagrande's Black Widow got best new series. I am so so happy about that. That was a mm -hmm. absolutely stacked category um best writer artist uh so this was like a combined like artist who does their own writing or writer mm -hmm. who does their own art uh was of course junji ito um just amazing amazing manga artist and then a couple other things gene lewin yang was the top winner of the evening with three different awards best publication for kids and best adaptation for another medium for superman smashes the clan uh, which was published by dc with art by guri hiru and then best publication for teens with uh dragon hoops which is his second uh sorry his graphic novel published by first second uh so that will be that that was a a nice um series of awards and then paul you want to take us through some of the i guess the more special specialized categories for individuals then 
Up next, best writer went to James Tynan IV. JT4 uh, took it home this year. I think, I mean, there's a lot of great people nominated, but yeah, he was working. He was mm-hmm. really hustling in 2020. Very well deserved. Um, and then the best cover artist, Peach Momoko. Um, took was, there any, was there any doubt? No, absolutely not. I think, did she win our comics hall one too? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure she won. Best of 2020. Uh, so that, and the, the 2021 Eisner's recap, of course, 2020 achievements. Um, so obviously that's the popular thought. And who knows, maybe next year she'll be up for interior art with her work on Demon Days X-Men. Yes, very... I, I'm I'm hoping so. She she deserves it. Um, yeah. Best penciler and inker. Now this was one that uh, I was not expecting this person to win, but they did. It was um, it was Mike Allred. Mike Allred. Yeah. Michael Allred. I always get his name wrong. Michael Allred. <laughs> um, I I know he had done. I believe he did the David Bowie. Um, yes, the Moon Age Daydreams. David Bowie. X Ray Robot, which is the one that I did read, which is it does look incredible and it really is great. Um, a large in part due to the coloring of uh, X-Ray Robot done by Laura Allred, his wife. Um, love to see that. Love to see. I love seeing like, you know, the, the team up there. And, you know, hey, they both went home with awards. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. No, no awkward nights at the Allred house for who no. who got an award. Um, but I do I do love those uh, husband and wife artist duos i mean we've got the dodsons we've got the allreds we've got laura and chris somney as well uh just it's always so much fun to see that become a family affair i know that um matt wilson and his wife nay young were also uh oh, she began coloring uh last year um or i think 2019 so it's just it's it's fun when there's that kind of uh artist duo and then for best lettering we have stan sakai with i feel like every year it's always nominated usagi yojimbo just yeah. a i that has that has been going for years and years and years now. And I mean, it was a staple of when I worked in a comic book store. I'm sure it was when you were as well, Paul. Uh, it is just always nice to see Usagi Yojimbo just kind of keep on trucking on. Yeah, never never out of style. Love Usagi. And I, I think I've probably read like maybe like an omnibus, an omnibus worth of, <laughs> um, of Usagi Yojimbo work. And it, it's great. I mean, it looks great. It it, it it's lettered. It's written well. Like it's just a classic. The Simonsons, old school. Nice. Sorry, yes, of course. Can't forget the Simonsons. Walt and Wheezy, love them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, Rob can drop a link. There is the full lineup of Eisner Award winners on ComicCon.org, uh, so we can you guys can take a look at that. You can see the nominees for best adaptation and uh, web comics and foreign comics and all the other categories. Just a really, really great celebration, and that's always a great place to start if you're looking for uh, a new series that you may not have heard of to dive in with. Mm-hmm. Now. Exactly. Probably the uh, biggest then, piece of news yes. for this month. Coming up soon, we got free comic book day on Saturday, August 14th. Mark your calendars. I, mark I, your calendars. <laughs> mark your calendars. If there's someone in our chats named Mark, don't forget your calendar. Um, <laughs> yes, of course, this is free comic book day, a beloved comic book holiday uh, mm-hmm. across across the nation. Usually it's the first Saturday in May, but of course for safety and other uh kind of logistical reasons it has been pushed to august please check with your local comic book store about their uh festivities for participating many of them i'm sure will be not only providing the books but also maybe having sales uh some of them are having artist signings uh just make sure you get out there have fun stay safe your comic book store may be taking uh interest lists for what books they want you to or what books you want to have held for you ahead of time and 
Paul, I mean, you can speak to this as well. One of the most important things to remember is that Free Comic Book Day, while it is free for you, is not free for the stores. Nope. No. Uh, so when you guys can, you know, when you go to, you know, to the, uh, you know, basically the publishers do, th those books do have to be purchased by your local comic shop. So when you go in, pick up a trade, pick up some comics, walk the wall, pick up some collectibles, whatever they've got there, but anything to support your local comic book shop. Yeah, take a look at the sales. There's always, those are, I mean, forget Black Friday, like free comic book days got the doorbusters usually. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're picking up some free books, make sure that you maybe pay for your poll list. Actually, sometimes some stores don't like people coming in to pick up their polls on free comic book day because it's already such a busy day. But make sure you're all caught up on your stuff. Maybe treat yourself to a board game or a little something extra. Uh, and and there we go. We've got Mark Jam in the comments. Hi, Mark. Don't forget your calendar. <laughs> oh, Mark, your calendars. Mark, Mark your calendar oh, for uh, free comic book know. day, August 14th. I'm going to go with Omnibees. <laughs> I'm going to be what? <laughs> May. Is that it? Omnibee May? Is that not the song? <laughs> uh, this is a trade wreck. I love it. Oh, uh, um, we, yeah, we, we talked that one in circles with uh, Jem Mint, who is probably the foremost collector of omnibuses, omnibus. Oh books if you put another word after it if you use omnibus as the adjective omnibus collections then you're fine <laughs> yeah so free comic book day is coming up very very soon that is let's see where are we at that is yeah next saturday everyone so ask your shop i also always recommend um i always do this with not our local shop now but the shop that i used to when i i, I lived an hour in a different direction i was asked do you guys need any help it, it's always nuts so i always ask like hey do you guys need any help with anything um they normally do. You've got a good relationship with them. Do you need help bagging and boarding some stuff? Making bags and boards is always a big help. So, um, but either way, remember the books are free for you guys, but not for them. So go in, buy something, and always, as we say, I don't know how many times, support your local comic shop. Yeah, always. and also more than anything, those free comic book day books are uh, exceptional gifts for young readers. If if you want to get someone into, there's a great mix, um, and we will talk about it a little bit later in the show because we do have. Uh, our pulling ahead calendar coming up where we'll walk you through the biggest releases of every single week. Uh, but we do have a link to the full list of gold and silver edition books this year. Um, that's a, a thing that they like to distinguish. The gold titles are kind of the, the doorbusters, the number ones. Most stores order up a lot. And the silver titles are a little bit more specialized. So maybe your store won't have as many of them. So you do want to check those out. But before we get into all of that, just a quick, quick touch in. We do have two incredible big comic book uh television and movie releases this year to keep or this month to keep track of we only have two left this year sorry this month that you guys want to again mark mark the dates put on your calendar because they're coming up real fast <laughs> mark your calendar um i'm never gonna get tired of that now i am yes. sure mark will <laughs> suicide squad comes out technically tomorrow um ah! i don't know if I, I don't know if i'm going tomorrow but i'm definitely going this weekend so Suicide Squad by uh, James Gunn with that incredible cast. Um, of course, the newest line in the – it is technically, as James Gunn has come out and said, in the DCEU. It comes out tomorrow, but he said he's like, yeah, it's in the DCEU, but just go in and have fun. So mm -hmm. we cannot stress that enough. Just go in and have fun and watch the movie. Um, I am all in for more Harley Quinn. Absolutely loved Birds of Prey. But oh my god, you put Starro and King Shark in a movie together, and I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, all the recipe. It's like all the recipes for making Amy's uh, <laughs> DC movie. Oh my gosh! Okay, it's like the yeah, Powerpuff Girls formula, but a lot more sea life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
you want to go watch it too? Okay, Dad's Dad's got to pay for your food, so stay over there. <laughs> um, All right, yeah, and then so. up next, uh, next fr- uh, no, not next Friday. It's a Wednesday because Marvel moved all their releases to Wednesdays. Wednesday, um, yeah. On August 11th on Disney Plus exclusively, we've got the What If series from Marvel debuting. We're going to get to see Captain Carter and the Hydra Stomper. We're going to get to see Marvel Zombies. We're going to see Zombie Hunter Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. If you guys want a closer look at some of those characters, uh, Hot Toys did put up some previews and uh, Zombie Hunter Spider-Man is up for pre-order on Sideshow's website right now. Mm-hmm. But I am 100% always here for What If Stories. It's one of my biggest collections of comic books. Love those. Uh, and I can't wait for them to possibly, hopefully, maybe expand those stories once we get the new kind of uh, MCU stories kicking in there and, and we can get some crazy characters added to that What If series. I just hope they continue it forever and ever and ever. And that's next Friday, right? Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Next. Oh, yeah. My brain is so conditioned. Um, yeah, because today is the 4th and right. next Wednesday is the 11th. That'll be, oh, that'll be super fun. Exciting. Hey, it's, that's Mike Fayola's birthday. Best gift ever. You're welcome. Excellent. Don't say we didn't get you anything. <laughs> and yes, Tenshi season three of Titans is coming out. I just didn't know That's if everyone's right. watching it, but yes, Titan season three is coming out. We're getting Red Hood. Oh my I'm goodness! Very excited about it. I thought that was in September. I was totally, mm-hmm. totally off base there. Yes, Titan season three. Super stoked for that. Out. That's yeah. That's kind of the news and the and the date marking. But next up, we're going to be telling you what we're pulling ahead uh, with and checking out all of the new releases coming up each week of the month. Actually, we're going to start with two releases that came in just at the tail end of July, but we wanted to make sure that you guys had them on your radar. First of all, we have The Last Book You'll Ever Read by Vault Comics. This is written by Colin Bunn with art by Layla Lees, uh, colors by Giada Marquisio, and letters by Jim Campbell, designed by Tim Daniel. So that nice, nice uh, logo. See, I just I already read mine and filed it away, but I absolutely picked this one up as well. So good. Really cool. Another addition to the vault horror lineup about an author who has written the, who has written the book that is the downfall of society. And now people are out to get her um, as this book kind of unlocks the more feral side of the human brain and, and just has an irrevocable effect once you read it. So she needs a bodyguard who has promised to never, ever, ever read the book if he wants to keep her alive and safe. See, I would be safe, Amy. You, you would be, you'd be gone because you're a reader. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd be oh, safe. absolutely. I'd just be like, I'll just wait for the movie to come out, and um, <laughs> I'd be totally fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, very, 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 very. So I added this to my not only because it's Vault, and honestly, the comics hall is is really, you know, two good days away from just being a Vault Stan account, essentially. <laughs> um, but this book is really good, and they've just been putting out some heat lately, man. It's this is this is a really good one. I love the art too. It's very yeah. um, I don't know how to explain it. It's very like grungy, like it, it's especially like when you get into the, just as a warning. Again, normally Amy does this, but I'll do it this time. There's a bit of gore in here. Um, mm-hmm. it, there's you know a little bit of blood, a little bit of gore. Even when they show that, it's like it just feels like grungy is the best way I can explain it. It's not like very clean lines. I I love it. It's so much. Yeah. Fun. And you can also check out Vault's Twitter account. They have a hashtag going, hashtag read dangerously. They're actually doing a giveaway for the rest of this month uh, for a chance to win all the variant covers and uh, I believe some original art by Layla Lees. So uh, you can check that out on Vault's website or at the Vault Comics Twitter 
uh, account. And the other release, a fan favorite in the local Comic Society Facebook group, we had Mirka Andolfo's Sweet Paprika number one from Image Comics, which is, I was so delighted by this. I immediately, I, you know, I always pre-ordered the first two issues or so, but I absolutely went and subscribed for the whole series after this. It'll be a 12-issue limited. It's written with art and colors by Mirka Andolfo and letters by Fabio Amelia. And this is The Devil... Uh, I always say this wrong. The Devil Wears Prada meets Good Omens. Um, It is about a successful businesswoman who is unlucky in love. She doesn't have time for romance. Uh, She's a devil working at a successful publishing company, and she is starting to fall for the hapless. Uh, If you're on the internet, internet speak, he is a himbo, uh, angel delivery guy, himbo, like like a him bimbo like a he's a sweethearted guy oh, with a heart of gold okay. but nothing going on upstairs Just, and he uh, is Chris the Hemsworth in ghostbusters basically <laughs> he's the angelic delivery boy uh for her uh triple a publishing firm and she kind of finds herself falling for him hmm. it's just yet another knockout from mirka andolfo and i am so so excited about this uh book but that was and and it sold out at the uh distributor, distributor level we're getting a second yeah. printing so you'll definitely want to keep an eye out for that and I remember, Amy, I think it was, I mean, probably months ago. I mean, I don't know when, maybe in June. And I was just like, I don't know if you heard about this, but I'm super stoked for this book. <laughs> Guess who forgot to pick it up and now it's sold out. Paul. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to pick. Paul. I was like, it, I I think I was trying to get so many books and I was also a little bit backlogged and it just completely slipped my mind. So that's why people, as soon as you're excited about a book, call up your local shop and ask if it is ready to be uh, ordered. If you haven't missed the, fi- the FOC, no- known as the final order cutoff date otherwise look like me look at all this egg look at all (laughs) on your face and and just for people who might be tuning in uh foc final order cutoff is the uh the the last date to put in a guaranteed pre-order your store will say your store will know like hey we, we have 25 people already asking for this and then they'll go we'll we'll order 25 and get that for sure but then after foc there's a possibility to order but that's when the publisher sets the print run or kind of makes sure that they have enough stock. So it is a bit of a gamble to try to order something after FOC. That's when you get reorders. That's why you get second printing sometimes instead because the FOC is the guaranteed, like we have this one set aside for you. Ordering afterwards, it's like, we'll see what stock is left. But once the print run runs out, then you have to wait for another printing or find it online. Um, so let's actually jump into today, August 4th. We had a number of big releases. We're going to start really quickly with one that's not a new release, but if you're following or or are keeping an eye on this series, we had the Immortal Hulk number 49 from Marvel. This is the penultimate issue of this amazing, amazing series. Rarely does a Marvel book get to go to 50 issues. Um, so next month, we will have the stellar conclusion to the story that is written by Al Ewing with art by Joe Bennett. Colors by uh, Paul Mounts and letters by Corey Petit. So if you are following along with Immortal Hulk, enjoy the ride. It's coming to an end. Yeah, and you know what sucks is I'm sure Al Ewing will never get another book and you'll never see his name in comics, right? I know. He's doing so many books. I'm so excited (laughs) by it. Uh, You know what I caught up on, oddly enough? Sword. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. It's the only X-Men book that I'm still kind of reading. <laughs> I don't even know what, what's going on, but I love it. I just like L.U. But it's in space, and it's awesome. In space. Paul, do you want to take it away with the next one for today? The next yes. release? So, yeah, this is a one. Uh, this is a one. This is one also that me and Amy both just read. We both picked up. It is, where are you? The Me You Love in the Dark. It is so uh, good. Same cover, guys. Look. 
Boom. And um, there are a ton of covers for this, a lot of really great ones. This is by Scott Young, George Corona. I think it's John Francois Bellou. Yeah, Bellou. Bellou? It's like the bear from Jungle Book. No? <laughs> Not quite. Not at all? Oh, okay. And then Nate, I think it's uh, Piecos. I think it's Nate Yeah. Piecos. Reuniting a lot of the Middle West team, if not all of the Middle West team for right. this one. Yeah, beautiful, I mean, brand new number one this week. Yeah, it, and it really is a beautiful book. This is one, like, I always say, I mean, I haven't read all my books. Um, I'm getting to it, but I did read uh, another one that we'll get into. But, like, I think if you can only pick up one book, I think you pick up this book this week. Yeah, That's it's about an artist who who retreats uh, to a maybe haunted house. It's a large ornate mansion uh, because she's feeling, as I phrased it to, to Paul, creatively constipated. She's just mm -hmm. unable to create her next beautiful work. And so she's hoping that she'll find inspiration in this maybe haunted house. But otherwise, she's just kind of depressed. And I mean, I as a creative person myself, the watching her yell at her canvas, I feel that very much. The the difficulty and where you find your inspiration. It's so beautiful. This is a five issue limited series. Uh, so I, I stellar recommendation. I also read this one today. Uh, so next up, we've got Deadpool, black, white and blood. This is continuing mm -hmm. that cool anthology series uh, that previously was started with carnage from Marvel. Uh, we've got writers like Tom Taylor, Ed Brisson and James Stokoe on this piece with art by Phil Noto, Wills Portacio and James Stoko, who is doing his own story. And we've got colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. And this is, of course, one of those stylistically colored, uh, just really fun little collections of Deadpool stories that aren't necessarily in the main continuity. Uh, See so you guys, if you're looking for like a little uh, sampler plate of Deadpool stories, you're going to want to check this one out. I'm excited because uh, Phil Noto is doing the Tom Taylor story. And that's a uh, fantastic, fantastic uh, team up there. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Tenchi says, heads up on this book, too. I think he's talking of I don't know which one he was talking I about. I think this is me, you love in the dark. He Maybe. Says, uh, it's just about officially sold out at the distributor level. My shop got allocated, um, and they don't know if they can get more. So, yeah, it's probably going to go to second print. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good book. It's a very um, – it's, it's a really good grounded book, I say, which it, it's – you know – we haven't used it, but, you know, speaking into AIM, like it's a super accessible book in more ways than being able to just pick it up and read it. It's like, like Amy said, there are so many artists out there who are reading comics that can like immediately put themselves in the main, in uh, the main character's position. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's no wonder. And also, I mean, that whole team on it is insane. Yeah. And I, and I also like a story that isn't heavy with exposition. The art does a lot of the talking, which mm -hmm. I think for a story about a painter or an, uh, I guess she's. She seems to be more of like a charcoal artist, but um, yeah. for for an artist, letting the art do the talking instead of covering up everything with heavy word bubbles, I think was really, really nice uh, mm -hmm. stylistic choice. Up next, we got a couple of DC releases just in time for the Suicide Squad release. Paul, you want to walk us through what we've got? Yes. Up first, we've got Suicide Squad. Get Joker, number one, <laughs> written by Brian Azzarello, art by Alex Maleve, as well as Matt Hollingsworth, I believe, who did some uh, some some of the coloring as well mm -hmm. on that. Um, so this is an interesting one. This is essentially the Suicide Squad, it, and has to surprise get the Joker uh, for reasons that I I don't know. I have not read it yet, but this is a, um, a story that is going to be predominantly led by the red hood. So Jason Todd, um, and it's taking like, you know, your 
cast of characters that you would come to expect and know from the Suicide Squad with, you know, maybe that you, you just know them from maybe the Tom Taylor run or uh, obviously the movie that comes out in like 24 hours. Um, I'm <laughs> just very excited. This is going to look incredible. The entire team on this is is a pretty all-star cast on this book, especially Alex Maleev. Um Now, granted, this is um, a oversized, you know, it's like <laughs> one of the oversized, like one of the big like almost like magazine style magazine size. This is from black label, which they did for a while go away from that format. But this is, this is one of those big, big books. Yeah. It's um, so like, if that's your preference, personally, I like to read those books digitally. <laughs> I don't like the big magazine covers, but the, I did like flip through it, the art and the writing and like it, it just, it looks insane. That's really fun. Um, so that is suicide squad, get Joker. And then the last one that we have is Joker, a puzzle box. Number one, <laughs> um, another really, really interesting book. This is, I believe, yes, Matthew Rosenberg, um, art by Joshua Hickson, who was he the one Amy that did that, um, barbaric cover that I really liked. Yes, the really yeah, psychedelic right? one for, yeah, for issue two, I believe. Yeah, that one's dope. Yeah, this is great. This is just sort of a – it's like a story time anthology. They're in the GCPD. Um, and a bunch of people are locked in, you know, in, in a cell in the GCPD, and they're all telling a story about the Joker. And it's, it's uh, supposedly influenced a little bit by Saw. So Joker. So I was like, I'm very interested in this. Um, I, this is one that I picked up. I've got here somewhere. Um, very, very, very stoked for this book. Sorry. All my books are right here. I'm not just like being lazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, very, very stoked. I'm, um, I always like books that sort of center around the Joker, but he's not too, you know, directly influenced because he's, he gets a lot of books. He's got, he's been on the show twice already today. (laughs) and just for you guys uh listening along at home remember technically um all dc books come out on tuesdays so the wednesday date we're mentioning uh these books are technically released on the day before that um just a heads up if you're wondering where they go and some of them are digital first uh i personally forgot that harley quinn and poison ivy uh eat bang kill tour was digital first so i'll be waiting for the physical release in september but that's out today as well if you are into that and that is a continuation of season two of the animated series for harley quinn but up next we've got august 11th and again technically starting with a release on the 10th a huge release we've got batman 89 number one it's a lot of numbers uh written by sam ham with art by joe quinones colors by leonardo ito and letters by clayton cowles i love Kinones, batman all the time everything always so this is going to be a really really fun release um this is coupled up with the later in the month uh superman 78 with those really cool cinematic comic releases that they were doing um so if you are excited about that i believe this one is digital first and then hits print uh slightly later in the month but i oh, could I be wrong i didn't realize that huh i totally missed i think that. I think the Superman one launches in print and digital on the same uh, oh, okay. day, but I am not positive on this one. Uh, okay. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Check that beautiful cover out. Uh, this, is, this is a passion project of a, of a film to be working on uh, for Joe Quinones. He just loves, loves, loves this movie. Yeah, and I think this takes place after Forever, right? I don't know if I have that right That I'm not me. sure of. Yeah, I thought I'm pretty sure it does, but yes. So yeah, it takes place okay. after the the second film. It's like so it's immediately following. <laughs> so I gotta go watch those movies again. 
All right. Well, Paul, up next, some of your favorite guys get a get a run back at Marvel. Oh, yes. Finally, finally. Not in just a title where he they're letting us know right up front that he's dying. Um, but Doctor Strange is back in Defenders number one. I'm very, very excited. I you know what's great is I am still constantly learning of the like larger tapestry that is uh Marvel. I'm like, off the top of my head, Doctor Strange is the only one that I really remember from who's on this cover. I know I just remember him specifically from Aaron's Avengers run. Mm-hmm. Is he the doctor? I don't know. Sorry, I, mean, I don't remember. No, it's okay. The good news <laughs> is someone will tell us because we're live. Um, yes. But but yeah, this is a really, really interesting uh, book that, again, I, I actually just added to my pool. I don't know a whole lot about it other than I, I know I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan, so hell or high water, I'll be picking it up. Um, but I know this is, you know, the classic Defender team, not the one that we are more accustomed to, I believe, now being with, like, you know, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I'm really interested to see what this book is. Is um, Harpy, Pete Tano said. We've got Harpy then, on the cover here. Uh, masked, masked Raider is the one who is in the, uh, obviously, the masked mask Raider. and the suit. Right. Called it. Yeah. yeah. That, and Harpy, that's, um, that's our new version of Betty Ross, isn't it? The Red She-Hulk. Um, oh, maybe. I, I, I think that came up. I, I don't know if it's the same as was in Immortal mm. Hulk, but it would make sense because that was a Ewing, uh, that was a Ewing uh, story as well. Yeah. And um, in the solicits, it says that Doctor Strange and the team will be embarking on a journey to find and defeat Marvel's oldest villain. So we'll see what that means. They're going to beat up a geriatric villain. No, I'm sure it's more That's of a I'm legacy saying. villain than a elderly villain. Oh, I thought it was going to be Excellent. like, you know, bags and board shortages or something. <laughs> We're taking on bags and boards, <laughs> finally. Um, yeah, oh, no. So, yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, this will be, let's see, Doctor Strange, Harpy, Masked Raider. Oh, Silver Surfer. I just, I just, I don't know why I didn't think that was Silver Surfer. I was like, that's too easy. It's definitely not. I thought it was as well, but it, it, the, the, I'm seeing a very smaller version of our screen right now. So it was a little bit different uh, on the cover for me. Um, But you know what? Enough, enough uh, bumbling our way through this one up next. We've got Pennyworth number one from DC. Yes, this is a, uh, a tie in with the TV series. This is a seven issue limited series written by uh, Scott, Brian Wilson with art Mm -hmm. by Juan Gideon and colors by John Roch. And, uh, yeah, I mean it. It is young Alfred Pennyworth being an international super spy. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean I'm always here for it, and it is um, taking place, I believe, within the Pennyworth show as well. It's in that yes, same yes. canon, so um, it's one of those like anthology. The entire thing may not be an anthology, but where this fits specifically, I believe, um, from what I was reading, that it doesn't take place before season one. It doesn't take place after season two. It takes place somewhere. In, in yeah. There, which is nice that they don't like, you know, I, I don't need the exact timeline. Just give me spy Pennyworth. Love it. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got free comic book day. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob will drop you guys that link so you can browse the full catalog. But I pulled out some of the highlights of the the week. Of course, I'm excited for Mighty Nine Origins. We've got Enter the House of Slaughter. Uh, we've got Star Wars High Republic, Avengers Hulk, 
We've got Suicide Squad, King Shark. There's a Batman book. There's Bountiful Garden from Mad Cave, which, uh, yes, this is a free comic book day version, but then there is a full uh, series release in September, so you can still pre-order that, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Spider-Man and Venom. Tresse, if you watch the Netflix series, we are having a uh, mm-hmm. free comic book day tie-in. There's going to be a Vault Vampire the Masquerade book and more. So you guys will want to browse that at your leisure. Uh, there are a ton, a ton of books, but we're only halfway through the month of August. Right. Let's take it on to August 18th. What is happening in the third week of August? All right. Up first, we've got a huge release, I think. Uh, I know, I think it was someone, Andrew, and I believe in our chat, said he's reading all, a lot of the X-Men. So you're going to be particularly interested in this. Up first, we are talking about X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, number one, written by Leah Williams, art by Lucas Wernick, uh, colors by Edgar Delgado, and lettering by Joe Caramagna. Caramagna? Caramagna. Caramagna. Cara Magna, yeah. Um, well, I don't know how much we can say about this. I don't know how much has been divulged already. Let's not spoil anything, but this is spinning out of the Hellfire Gala, so if you haven't had time to catch up on that, definitely do. Uh, but this is a, yeah, it's a, a big deal. Um, this title has been used in comics before. Uh, a lot of this X-Men line from Hickman has been about revisiting old mm-hmm mutant stories and and reviving them in some way so we've got a uh, magneto being put on trial for a big thing uh that i'm i'm sure most people know at this point it was making headlines credit uh, card fraud credit card <laughs> fraud yep they finally got him uh krakoa is cracking mm-hmm. down on magneto's credit card fraud no um this will be a really cool series but yeah we don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't finished the hellfire gala from june uh but highly yeah, recommend that you do, do that so first. And then up next, we'll have Kang the Conqueror, number one from Marvel. This is written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lanzig with art by Carlos Magno uh, and Espen Grundit-Jern. Uh, Grundit uh, and yeah. this is, of course, perfectly timed. Uh, I, you know, I think we're free to spoil this one because I think everybody and their grandmother knows. Um, perfectly timed with the debut of a version of Kang uh, mm-hmm. that we saw in the end of the Loki series. Of course, that was more akin to um, Immortus, and he wasn't named Kang, but um, we're going to see the history and future and all of the time of Kang the Conqueror in a new five-issue miniseries that will get fans kind of properly acquainted with him. Also, before we get to see uh, his turn in Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, which, if you guys saw earlier this week, uh, has officially begun production uh, with that funny, scary bunny rabbit photo that they <laughs> he's so ugly i love him um, i'm gonna show my friends <laughs> so he's uh th- he will be uh making an appearance in that so we've got uh kind of a nice primer on uh kang here going yeah, on and, and it is solicited uh i i think even jackson lanzig uh, the writer has come out and said that this is like a pretty good origin story uh for him like if you don't know anything about kang other than from loki this is a great place to jump in uh i had sort of in my brain attributed it something similar to trial has two meanings yeah mm-hmm. andrew worshborn says here at the sdcc x-men panel they mentioned trial has two Meaning, so that'll be cool to see that play out for Magneto. Uh, but you were saying about yeah, Kang the Conqueror, that, yeah, that it's very um, that I, I think it's going to be similar to what like Jason Aaron tried to do with the Eternals, where it's mm. sort of just put you know give you a, a new jumping. You mean Kieran Gillen? Oh, Kieran Gillen. I'm sorry. Yes. yes, Kieran Gillen did with the Eternals book that just came out, and um, 
So this, so this is, would be a good spot. Like if you are interested in Kang or Immortus um, as a character, this would be a good place for you to jump in, comically speaking. <laughs> comically speaking. Uh, and then up next, we did cover this in a previous Pulling Ahead segment, but I'm very excited. We're going to have Eat the Rich, number one from Boom yes. Studios, written by Sarah Gailey with art by Pius Bach. Uh, colors by Roman Titov and letters by Cardinal Ray. This is, of course, a story of a young woman who goes to uh, her boyfriend's kind of childhood home and his his town where he grew up for a summer, uh, but finds out that things are a little more dastardly than they seem. This is a psychological thriller, and with a title like Eat the Rich, of course, you know that it's going to be very, very interesting uh, with the the lives of the privileged elite. Um, and then up next, I'm going to take this one as well because I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to be reading it. I have no idea oh. about Warhammer, but we've got Warhammer 40K Sisters of Battle from Marvel. Uh, so I believe that there was a previous Warhammer series by Kieran Gillen from Marvel. But this is written by Thoron Gronbeck with art by Edgar Salazar and colors by Arif Prianto. Uh, Thoron is on uh, the Jane Foster Valkyrie, the Mighty Valkyries title right now. She is a fabulous writer a wonderful person and i love that she's going from valkyries which are sisters of battle to the heavily armed women of warhammer 40k um and that artwork is amazing because i mean love to see well, i'm not familiar with the gameplay execution of warhammer i've seen them miniatures and i've seen them those space marine suits uh, i feel like it might be better that you're not super like ingrained in the warhammer culture because you're just like i just want to see stuff get blown up but <laughs> like, i yeah and awesome. i would love to know if anyone who who is an avid warhammer player if if you start letting your strategy brain uh get in the way of reading the yeah. comic but i'm very excited uh salazar has got his work cut out for him with that uh incredible those incredible armor suits for the characters but uh that'll be very fun and that is the 18th and then for the last week of the month august 25th paul you want to take it away so august 25th of first we have superman 78 number one uh, i believe being yeah so uh this is technically going to be released on the 24th as you know dc puts their books out on tuesday uh written by uh robert vendetti art by wilfredo torres and colors by jordi belair pretty great team um i'm really really stoked for that team Especially since they've only ever, like all of them individually, have only ever done things that I like. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure when like this Superman story takes place, but um, I mean it's Superman seventy eight, so you know relatively speaking what you're getting. Yeah. So I yeah. think let's see. that'll that'll be fun. That one will be much brighter uh, mm -hmm. than the the dark colors of the Batman eighty nine series. But again, just a really great. Uh, translation of a cinematic classic to uh to comics mm -hmm. and then this one's been big not only because i mean hello but variant covers i would love to hear if anybody managed to secure a pre-order for the one in 250 cover we've got king spawn number one from image with uh writing and art by todd mcfarlane of course and then additional writing by sean lewis and art by philip tan steven segovia marcio takara brett booth and javier hernandez that yeah that one in that the one in 250 cover will be uh hand numbered and signed by mcfarlane and that is out of an edition size of like however many stores managed mm -hmm. to order enough. And last I saw, they were thinking that there were only going to be like, I, I saw like 203 of those covers, but like, it's going to be sub 300 in the entirety of circulation yeah. out of 
countless thousands of King Spawn covers. There's a Donny Cates variant cover. There's uh, like a million, million variants for this. Uh, but if you are a fan of Spawn, this is the first new Spawn number one in like a long time. I think they said since like the 90s. Yeah, I think so. It sure doesn't it's relaunch been like decades. Doesn't relaunch very often at all, ever. So uh, if you're looking for your Spawn jumping on point, actually, I don't know how. It's 1992. How, whew, Damn. Uh, 92, you said? Are we going to date? Are we going to date ourselves here? I wasn't even born then. <laughs> Neither was I. So. Woo! <laughs> All right. Comics Hall. Um, Sorry, guys. And we just lost our entire viewership. Oh, um, no. Um, no, they're like, these little children are talking to us about comic books. What in the heck? Uh, Rob wants us. What I'm, I'm putting him on blast. Moderator Rob says, I was 13 and now I feel old. Well. Now, now you work for a couple of toddlers, so I'm sorry about that, moderator Rob. But on a different note, we've got the next in the Marvel's Voices series. We've got Marvel's Voices Identity, number one, and that is the celebration of Asian and Pacific Islander characters as well as creators. Yeah, This is, of course, also based on, I mean, not based on, but it's spawned out of the Marvel Voices podcast hosted by Angelique Rocher, who helps curate these projects. Uh, and Paul, do you want to... Uh, we can we can tag team this. It's a huge list of creators. So yeah, let me um, let's see. Let me get the list up here. I just lost it. Oh no! There we go. Okay. All right. Got this. All right. So, uh, how about I'll tackle writers if you want to tackle artists. Yes, and sorry, I'm just looking at our chat. We've we've got a definite <laughs> wave of <laughs> these dang young kids. Thank you, Jesse Hernandez, uh, Jen Edwards. You guys are babies. Yes, we are. But I mean, it, I didn't start reading comics till 2012. So it's it's never too late or too soon to jump mm -hmm. in on all of this. Um, nice. And I'm Wait. neither confirming <laughs> nor denying that I'm a reverse vampire. But, okay. Is that just aging? That's I Yeah. Like, like Benjamin I'm Button, reverse, but in reverse. I'm reverse Benjamin Buttoning. That's just aging, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spicy um, way to say you're getting older. Sure is. Yeah, it's like a, you've got a certain word count you have to hit for your paper. <laughs> I'm reverse Benjamin buttoning. Um, so Marvel Voices Identity, number one. Some of the writers that we've got here, Greg Pak, Gene Luin Yang uh, of, you know, I don't know. Of three how, Eisner winning fame. I was going to say, how's he going to have time? With, his arm's going to be sore from holding all those Eisners. I don't actually know how much the Eisners weigh. We will soon, though, Amy, one day. <laughs> Someday. Um, we've got uh, Maureen Gu. Uh, it's, I believe it's J.M. Ken Nimura. Kristen Strain, Christina Strain, Marcus Toe. Uh, oh, I'm sort of, I think I'm dabbling into the artists here, Amy. Yeah, I actually, um, yeah, I've got the list here. Other writers include oh, Sabir Perzada, Jeremy Holt, and Alyssa Wong. And then for yep. art, we've got Marcus Toe, Wills, Port uh, Wills Portacio, Lynn Yoshi, Alti Fermansaya, uh, Jason Liu, uh, again, who we mentioned already on this show, worked with Chip Zdarsky on Afterlift, uh, mm -hmm. Chris Lee, Mashal Ahmed, and then colors, we've got Sunny Go, Brian Reber, J. David Ramos, Niraj Manon, Irma Nivila, uh, Sebastian Chang, and then we've got covers by Jim Chung and more. Uh, so it is just oh, a yeah. celebration of incredible artists and characters. I'm looking forward to it. I know that there's a Miss Marvel story. I think we've got uh, Silk in there as well, Shang-Chi, uh, Jimmy Wu, agent of uh, Atlas. That's a Jubilee up there too, huh? Yes. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Christina Strain got to work on the Jubilee oh, story. Okay. 
I, and I, I may be mixing that up because I know that Jubilee was in her Generation X series, um, oh. but we'll see when it all shakes out. They're going to have all those fantastic stories. And then, last but not least, uh, we have a relaunch of a classic character. Again, kind of a 90s era character. We've got Darkhawk number one. Now, uh, you guys might have been with us earlier in the year when we covered the Darkhawk kind of Heart of the Hawk. I believe that was the 30th anniversary special. And in the last story in that anthology, Kyle Higgins killed Darkhawk. Yep. And uh, the the amulet uh, that he possesses was passed on to another. So this is going to be the debut of a new character. Um, so if you're one of the uh, people who likes first appearances, this is, I think, technically... Uh, I think this will be technically the first appearance of the new Dark Hawk. I don't think it was settled on who it was in the. Um, is it a spoiler? Part of the Hawk. Is? If you know, know who it is, I don't think it is a huge spoiler. No, I mean, it's I all over it's the solicitation. Connor, I think it's Connor Young. Yes. I think Connor yeah. Young is Dark Hawk. Um, so again, I don't think that's a spoiler, guys. I'm pretty sure that's like in the solicits and everything. Normally, we say if it's like in the solicits, it's it's fair game. So we try to be pretty good about that. Um, yeah, Darkhawk, again, another character by Marvel that I'm not very familiar with. No, I think he was a cult character. We've got Andrew Wershborn, a uh, classic character, 90s. Oh, boy. Hey, look, he's 30 years old. Uh, and again, more, more of a cult classic character. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not one of the A-listers. But I have a Scotty Young pin uh, of, of uh, Darkhawk. And uh, so you're just bragging about your pins, your various pins. No, I mean, like they put him in in the Scotty Young pin collection for Comic-Con one year. So, I mean, he's there, he's around, but it's a relaunch of that uh, legacy for 30 years of this. uh, And I'm not going to lie. He's probably not anyone's super fan favorite, but I'm all for passing the mantle. Uh, And so we've got another wave of legacy characters. So you can check that out at the end of the month. Now, that is by no means the entire list of comics that are coming out in August. But those are some of the biggest releases we wanted to make sure that you had a handle on. So you can pre-order now. Remember, we're past FOC for a lot of these books. Mm-hmm. So you'll want to check out um, you'll want to check out uh, what you can pre-order with your local store. Again, any of these tickle your fancy. You're going to want to call them as soon as this show is over, especially if you missed any of those releases from this week or the July 28th uh, that we talked about. Up next, yeah. though, mm-hmm. we do have something else coming up later this month that's not free comic book day. It's probably just as exciting. It sure is. <laughs> Paul, you want to take it away? We have got the very first Comics Hall Takeover event. It is an entire week celebrating comic books and sort of, I, I think, reintroducing people are how I'm looking at it is reintroducing people to where a lot of these things and a lot of these properties that you guys all love and we talk about so uh, vivaciously, um, where a lot of them come from. And, um, you know, I'd say 90% of it right now comes from comic books. And I think it's really a reintroduction and a, uh, you know, sort of a uh, collective handshake of saying like, hey, remember where um, all of this came from? It's from comic books. And me and Amy are going to be your guides through that. Uh, very, very excited. We can't tell you too much about you know what's all coming, but we are hoping to have some really, really fun industry uh, like interviews planned uh, as well as you know have at least you – know, we'll have more than one comics hall. 
There, yes, the there will be a Wednesday show, and we'll probably go a little bit back to normal form, talk about some of the books we're reading that week. It'll be on the 18th. Um, the event runs from August 16th to the 20th, um, and you oh, guys yeah. can, of course, expect the usual uh, fun sideshow event. We've got giveaways, live streams, and yes, lots of comics content, multiple comics hall shows. Um, so if you've got any ideas for what you'd like to see on that show, uh, you're definitely going to want to join side.show slash your LCS. That is our local comics society Facebook group. Um, we're going to continue the conversation in there. We'll probably all be talking about free comic book day in there next. Um, but that is the closest place to reach us as apart from our social medias, which are at the comics hall on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, but it's just going to be a big, big fun celebration. And yeah. Like Paul said, I mean, we can have cinematic adaptations of Batman and Superman, but at the end of the day, we're going back to detective comics and action comics and mm -hmm. uh, kind of bringing it back to where it all started and we're going to talk about, we're just going to use the week as an excuse to talk about our favorites and maybe give away some prizes and stuff. Exactly. And I think um, like one of the best examples of of sort of like where I, I think our brains maybe went as to like why, um, like why this whole event, why the whole week long takeover is like, you know, maybe some people are really, really, uh, you know, still riding that Black Widow high. Like that was such a great movie. It was such a great uh, it was just great to spend more time with that character. The good news is you can spend a lot more time with that character um, within comics, especially if you wanted to, I don't know, maybe read the new Eisner Award winning series. And uh, maybe you're just so hyped up on Suicide Squad that you have to find out more Starro. Uh, and and we will, and personally, if if you already know who Starro is, but you haven't met Jaro, uh, please educate yourself on Jaro, who is one of Love my favorite. <laughs> Love Jaro, he's one of my favorite yeah. new DC Comics characters. Uh, but yes, like Paul said, uh, just a really, really great way to get reacquainted with some of these things. Celebrate your love for comics. Show us what you've got. Uh, and again, that is August 16th through 20th. So once again, mark your calendars uh, wow. for a an entire week of Comics Hall Takeover, uh, which we're hoping is not the last, but Sideshow is about to learn what they just agreed to let Paul and I uh, do for the week. <laughs> Basically, they're like, okay, guys, let's see if you can contain this within a show. Oh, so there, you guys are pushing up already an hour now? Let's give them a week. <laughs> Get it out of your system. You have work to do. Yeah, so that'll um, be a special special week-long shows, And then we'll be back with our next show, of course, the first week of September, uh, first Wednesday, for your September monthly previews. Uh, yeah. So we've got all of that going on. But last but not least, as we mentioned, we've got side.show slash your LCS. That is our hub for comics. Uh, that is a, a nice, fun, vibrant community going on, talking about favorites, posting our weekly picks. Uh, so we pulled out our Holler at the Hall segment this week. Mm -hmm. A little bit different. We wanted to spotlight some of the conversations going on in the group. Let's start with Sweet Paprika, of course, because uh, that is one of the biggest things that we talked about all over this week. Uh, Tenchi Masaki shared his love for Sweet Paprika, also shared a bunch of the variant covers, but also warned us, again, that it is sold out at the distributor level. It is getting a second printing. Uh, checking out uh, that news shared directly from Mirka and Dolfo's page. Just a lot of love for that series going uh, going on. So uh, join join the love if you if you picked up that first issue. Uh, definitely yeah, check know. that out. And then let's see who did who did we have up next here? Is this Charles up next? 
Yeah. Yes. Up next, we have Charles Tate, who uh, shared his pick for a comic book character that he would like to see get their own show. Um, and we'd asked, who would you want to see get a series on Disney Plus, HBO Max, you know, anywhere? So this was Charles Tate's answer. It was Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Uh, he said, I think Nightcrawler would be a good series for Disney Plus. He isn't my favorite character, but I believe. It would be a good show. Um, now, which comic? Oh, wait, is that us? Yeah, which char- which comic book character would you like to see get their own show? Uh, sorry, Charles, I clearly did not read the show notes well enough before this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Nightcrawler would be a good one. Also, when I I was, I think everybody knows what I said. So, yeah, we know. <laughs> but if you uh, don't know what I said and you want to find out, you can find this in our in our conversations. Side dot show forward slash urlcs. When I when I was lucky enough to talk to Torin Clark, I had asked him. Um, I was like, "Hey, if you had, you know, Storm can fly, Torin, but you can't fly. So if you had to do like, you know, a whole road trip, like a two day road trip, who would you go with?" And he said, "Nightcrawler, obviously." That's <laughs> mighty presumptuous of you to assume that the artist can't fly. Like maybe just make a sweeping statement. Like you don't know. Um, I I asked him. I was like, "You're gonna fly? Fly here right now and do this interview in person." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a challenge. Uh, now. Uh, did he say that Nightcrawler would be the best to have a road trip with because Nightcrawler could just teleport you? Or... He said it would be that. And I said, well, you can't use his powers to just take you from one because that defeats the purpose of it. And he said, I just feel Kurt's really chill. And He is really chill. And he would like, if we had to stop for breaks, he could just, you know, phase in and out. Like, boom, he's like in and out of the bathroom in seconds. That's fair. Or, or I, I sure, appreciate as as he's paying for stuff. You know, I think he's thinking practically, which I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate the the thought that went into that. And then finally, I asked a question to you guys based on something that I saw uh, while I was catching up on comics this week. I read Captain Marvel number 30 and uh, not Chip Zdarsky, Jamie McKelvey put an incredible, incredible detail that only eagle eyed people uh, such as myself would notice is um, one of my favorite books is This is How You Lose the Time War. And I know that McKelvey is in the kind of uh, community where uh, Amal El-Motar and Max Gladstone, I think they're all they're all familiar with one another. Um, so he drew in the uh, Kamala and Captain Marvel story that he wrote Andrew for the 30th issue, a tiny, tiny version of that cover in Kamala's book bag. Most people would just think that's a normal book cover, but I wanted to see what you guys also loved of tiny, tiny details uh, that have been hidden into comic books. Mm-hmm. Chip Zdarsky is the king of this, uh, but we also had some great uh, comments about things that were hidden into recent issues of the Avengers, Heroes Reborn, uh, Thor wearing a Swedish metal band <laughs> shirt, just those little types of details. I was going to so, say in the in the first issue, oh, was it first? No, it was the second issue of The Nice House on the Lake. There's a lot of really fun fun Easter eggs in that as well. There's a big wide shot of a dorm room, which I'm not going to spoil too much of that story. But if you are a James Tynan fan, uh, there's a lot of really fun stuff in there too. I spent longer than I care to uh, talk. Oh my God, cool, cool, enough. <laughs> longer than I care to uh, admit saying like, you know, you can just pick out Easter eggs in that one. It's great. Yeah. And there's been fun ones like in the series crowded by Chris Sabella and uh, oh, Ted Stein and uh, Ted Brandt and Rose Stein. Yes. They actually did a, a call before the, the book came out. They called out for people's people's Twitter URLs and they said, Hey, give us your uh, Twitter names or your old aim screen names. Uh, and we will use those as uh, registered users in the Reaper crowdfunding uh, Kickstarter oh, assassination awesome. attempts. So, yeah, they put some people's actual screen names as people who backed the campaign to kill the, ma- the main character. 
so it's just super, super fun. Uh, but yes, please continue the conversation at side.show slash your LCS. Uh, please post whatever comics you're reading. We always, always love to see that kind of news come up. And that is uh, one of the first places that Paul and I always go with new comic news for the groups. Mm-hmm. So right. I think that about does it for our uh, oversized uh, DC black label style magazine cover issue of page. Amazing. Spectacular. The comics hall, August edition. Hopefully you guys now feel informed uh, ready to tackle the month of new releases. Again, find us in the group. Uh, tell us what you're reading. We cannot wait. Uh, yeah, it stands for accessibility, dude, interest, and monetary, and monetary value. Thank um, you. I had an AIM screen name. Excuse me. Um, oh. I will not tell you what it was because it was appropriately childish, but I was on instant messenger anyways yeah, i don't have to i don't have to explain myself to you people um <laughs> yeah, we we created the aim system what's this guy talking about i know i know we'll have to go back to that accessibility interest and monetary value um but yes and, i know and mooses. look and <laughs> and, and, and puppies and coco the dog interrupting our stream anyways thank you guys so much for watching uh this inaugural official first monthly format comics hall uh if you have feedback or what you'd like to see in the september update uh let us know we'll also see you for the comics hall takeover once again that is august 16th through the 20th have fun and stay safe on free comic book day august 14th at your local store uh and we'll catch you guys in the next one as always i'm amy and I'm Paul. And this has been The Comics Hall. This has been The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, presented by Sideshow. Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek side show. Geek side show.